0: Hi, this is Chuck Mason, and welcome to When Faith, Philosophy, and Culture Collide. I want to take a couple of minutes to share a little bit about my life, to give you some background information, and to let you know more about who I am and my life's journey and what's led me to begin this podcast. I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the middle 1960s, and moved to State College, Pennsylvania with my family in the late 1970s. I went to high school and college uh, here in State College at Penn State University. I have a degree in biology. I was involved in research as an undergrad that was published. After college, I moved to Pasadena, California, and went to seminary at Fuller Theological Seminary and studied uh, theology and philosophy. I had a somewhat unique family in that I was adopted into a World War II generation home. My family experience was fairly unique and really important and critical for who I am and actually a driving force behind the podcast. My father's father, my grandfather on my father's side, was a World War One veteran and drafted into the Army during the war. And he was the runner in the trenches and saw the worst that World War One combat had to offer. He was a Purple Heart veteran. He was wounded in the arm by a German machine gun, and he was also gassed in the trenches. He survived it, but it shifted his central nervous system, so that when he was out of the service and came back home, he had a tremor in his hand. He was an excellent machinist before he went into the service, but when he came out, the neurological shifts prevented him from continuing. And Without any VA, my grandfather was really relegated to doing whatever menial jobs he could do to help keep a roof over his family's head. Uh, he sold cigars in a cigar shop, he took trares, uh, fares on a trolley in the city of Pittsburgh, and that's what he did to carry his family through the Depression. On December 7th of 1941, the day that the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, he went through his house and located his World War One uniform, and on December 8th, 1941, he went down to the recruiting office to reenlist. They obviously wouldn't take him, given his age and his condition, but... That's who he was, knowing the worst that war had to offer and living through the horrors of the trenches. He was willing to return to fight for his country. And my father was very intelligent, very smart guy, and had completed all of his academic requirements for high school early. And the day he turned 18, which was in late February of 1944, he signed himself out of school and then went promptly to the army recruitment office and he enlisted in the army. And my grandfather, his his father knowing all that war had to offer, all of the horrors and all of the difficulties, took his son to the train station the day my dad was to depart, gave him a hug, told him that he loved him and said that he hoped to see him again. In understanding all of that horror, he put his own son on a train and sent him off to war. That's the family I grew up in. And my mother's parents were born at the turn of the century. And they had their first child in 1929 in March. And then in later that year in November when Wall Street fell, it wasn't long after that that they lost their home. They moved to a rental property that had 10 acres, and there they could grow food. My grandfather would go looking for work at times, and he would take a shotgun with him. And if he didn't find any work, whatever he was able to kill on the way home is what they would have for supper many times. My grandmother would talk about how they would have people come into the door hungry. And if they had extra food, that they would feed them. At times, they'd wash their clothes, they'd take care of their kids. And if they had anything left over, they'd send them with whatever food they could on the way. They did all of this knowing that they weren't sure where their next meal was coming from. This is the family I was raised in. And there wasn't any uncertainty about right or wrong. It wasn't a world that was filled with moral relativism, a world in which you left your responsibilities to find your own fulfillment. It was a world in which we walked with God, and we were in church on Sunday, and you understood that you were here to serve your family and your community and your country. When I was at seminary, I encountered postmodern philosophy and was utterly both captivated and horrified by it. Because in contrast to the family in which I was raised, it's a theoretical world of no truth, of no facts, of no logic, of no certainty. It rejects all meaning, and it rejects any sense of moral value. And this was in utter contrast to my family of origin. I remember sitting in classes... If our world really was going to accept all the fundamental assumptions of the postmodern movement, can you live in a world without truth? Can you live in a world without reason? Can you live in a world without logic? Can you live in a world without meaning? Can you live in a world without value? And although people would say yes, my question to them would be, are you really willing and prepared to live in the world that you're creating? And this brings me to the podcast after watching the trajectory of our culture and knowing where this can go based upon what postmodern philosophy predicts i decided that i want to get involved in the conversation not only to challenge the postmodern world and all of its assumptions but also to help educate and help people understand the transformation of our world that's happening so rapidly so thanks for spending time with us here i understand your time is valuable And we're going to work hard to make sure that this podcast is a valuable part of your day. So thank you for your time. And once again, thank you for being a part of When Faith, Philosophy, and Culture Collide.